Welcome to Ready, Set, Real Estate, where we will help empower and educate you on many different aspects of real estate, finance, and investing. Each week, we will expand your knowledge and uncover hidden truths. We will break down real-world scenarios and study actual how-to strategies. Anyone can buy real estate, but together, we'll ensure you make smart real estate investment decisions. Now, here's your host, award-winning author, international speaker, and real estate educator, Lisa Gillette. Happy, happy Wednesday. Oh, I just realized. Here it is, honey. I found it. I found it. My my super water. Happy Wednesday, beautiful souls, wherever you are on this planet. It is still phenomenal regardless of what is happening in the greater sphere of the earth. Uh, we've got a hot topic. Talking about hot topic. I'm so glad I waited to until yesterday to uh, schedule the show and announce what we'll be discussing because, because um, the verdict is in. The verdict is in. Uh, so some of you have called me and reached out and said, what does this mean? What does this mean? What are we, what's happening? If you all have not been in tune or connected here on this show, you are missing out. First of all, where have you been? Where have you been? You've been missing out on all the real estate hot topics, education, information, and edutainment all rolled up and wrapped up in one right here on Ready, Set, Real Estate. Okay, before I jump into all that fun stuff, let's get into introductions because we might have some newcomers to the show. Someone shared you the link. You've come on one of the from one of the social media platforms. Shout out to you if you're LinkedIn from uh, LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn Live. And Nextdoor, I do share the link in our Nextdoor community. I just I just love that Nextdoor community, that whole social media platform. So here, here's what's interesting. I love when people say, I'm not on social media, but I do use Nextdoor. Uh, yeah, that's social media. <laughs> You're just doing social media with your neighbors. Uh, that's your sphere of influence and connections. So it, it's still social media. You get to create posts, events, you get to react to comments, and it's designed as a social media platform. It is for social connection. All right. Social connection. Okay. Let's do announcements. I'll do disclaimers and then I'll get into today's hot topic about what do I mean when the verdict is in? My name is Lisa Gillette, broker owner of Devenio States. We're a boutique firm serving the Southern California. Of course, uh, that means I'm licensed here in the wonderful state, sunny California. However, if you are in another state and you feel like you can benefit from having someone like myself or someone on my team, reach out. Reach out. There's a text right here, 323-488-3265. Stay connected with us uh, at LA Super Agent on all your favorite social media platforms. I just have a new phone, so I have not installed the Meta app, formerly known as Facebook. I can't believe I just remembered to say it that way. So it's just, it's weird, right? It's fantastic how things have evolved. We've gone from Facebook to Meta, Twitter to X. It's all, it's just all happening very quickly right now. It's happening very quickly. Thanks to AI and technology. Uh, a little background about me. I, other than the fact that I love doing this, I love coming on on Wednesdays. I commit to this. This is an appointment. I don't schedule unless there's something that I cannot get out of, like exams. I have exams coming up this Friday. Wish me luck. Wish me luck. So I have exams coming up. Uh, let me continue. So I was broker owner, short sale trained experience, probate short sale trained experience, and I do hold a designation for the Seniors Residential Real Estate Specialist. That means I'm trained, 
and experience to work with our senior, senior community. I'd like to say our more matured clientele instead of seniors. Like, oh, don't do them like that. Love them. Love them. My favorite, absolute favorite. So working, all that means just I have that experience and that extra dose of care and knowledge and expertise it requires to assist our more matured clientele with downsizing, relocating, upsizing even. Hey, they might, might want to go bigger from what they've been living in, especially when we are at a time where families are moving together, living together to make ends meet. That's This is a very new normal. It's so normal that our loan products have now changed, no longer requiring everyone to live in the house. We can now have uh, non-owner occupied borrowers. And of course, full disclaimer, as, uh, as I get into disclaimer shortly, I'm not a loan officer. So please seek a mortgage professional regarding your situation. I'm happy to refer you to our lender partners. We've got some great lender partners doing awesome things. And if you have a unique scenario or situation, as most do, right, with your credit, your job, some fluctuations in income, you've got to get with the team to work through that and make home ownership possible for you. Okay. And of course, the information shared on this show should not be considered legal or tax advice. Don't do that. Uh, don't say, well, you said, well, you said, listen, I know I said I'm in law school, but I'm not your attorney, nor does the information on this show uh, come off or is meant to be legal advice. No, no, no. So please seek those legal and tax uh advisors, please seek legal and tax advice from those licensed reputable professionals. That's what I wanted to say. I was thinking about, do is it necessary that I have that disclaimer somewhere on the show and just keep it up? I'll, I'll chew on that. As I was sharing, I have exams on Friday. I'll be retaking it on Friday. I'll be retaking it on Friday. Okay. Looks like we're good. I, I wanted to make sure we were good on yeah making sure our sound is good. If you're on for the first time, make sure you say hi, say hello, press one down in the comments below. If you're catching us on the live, let's us know you're here. Press two, lets me know you shared it. Sharing is caring. One here, two, you shared it, okay? We are at November 1st, 2023. I'm dating this show because it is my anniversary as a married woman and I am... I've got another year under my belt. Kudos to me and Mr. Gillette. Congratulations. I do enjoy being married, especially when you know I've got that right. Feels right. It feels right, honey. It feels right. I knew. I knew. I knew it when I was nine. <laughs> I knew it when I was nine, and then you know, life happened, sent us different directions. The universe brings us back. And we just know. We just know. It's like, woohoo. Welcome, Frederick Adams, to the show. Thanks for chiming in. Thanks for commenting. Oh, thank you. Mm. Frederick says, happy anniversary. Thank you. I love it when people are listening too, not just passing by and scrolling. Say, what is, let me listen in. What is she talking about? What is she saying? Well, right now I'm talking about, uh, you know, I'm talking about happy anniversary. It is my anniversary. You know what? Now I feel like I need to track when is the show's anniversary because we've been going. This year makes it okay. We started 2017. What is that? 2017. Six years. Oh, six years strong on the show. Six years strong on the show. Okay. Before I do that, of course, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors uh, for today's show. We'll be right back after the sponsor break. Listen, the verdict is in. You don't want to miss the show. We're talking about the commission lawsuit uh, against the big, the big industry players and the implications, the impact, and how you as a seller and a homeowner and a future buyer will be impacted by this, could be impacted by this. This is live breaking news. And the verdict is in, came in yesterday. And I want to keep you up to date what's going on with that. And things are shaking up in the real estate industry. 
Listen, we'll be right back after the sponsor break, okay? Sit tight, make sure you share it with somebody. Do you have properties that need to be maintained? For professional services that guarantee your property will stay safe and secure, Omnis Property is the team you want by your side. As a company, we pride ourselves on our best-in-class professionals, equipped with the latest technology for all your end-to-end property preservation needs. That means that from start to finish, our expert team can handle everything from accurate assessments to preservation projects of all sizes. Save money and time by working with leading experts that understand your needs and are committed to premier service. Get started today by contacting us for your project estimate. Visit www.omnispreservation.com or call 310-957-9132. Well, welcome back. I'm going to do a screen share. So I want to talk about it from my, I want to discuss it. Let's do a nice video background. There we go. There we go. I would like to discuss it from the perspective of housing wire. If you're in the real estate industry and you don't subscribe to uh, industry news, you are out of touch. Okay, let's let's get you let's get you in touch. Uh, not only with the radio podcast, Ready Say Real Estate, but also I do recommend this is one of my go tos. And if you're an industry professional, you should subscribe to housing wire. So this is where I'm getting this news from. I, I like to br- come out of the details, right? Break out the details. And I'm going to highlight, so I'm going to use a comments box today. So we'll comment in terms of what is happening. And, and you know, when you read this headline, so I'm going to read it out loud for, read it out loud for our radio podcast listeners. Missouri jury finds realtors, brokerages guilty of conspiring to inflate commissions. Oh man, that's a juicy headline. That's a juicy headline. If you're new to what's happening, okay, let me bring you back here. So I'm going to minimize the screen because you may, you, you're, you're probably like, what did I miss? A lot. You have missed a lot. So let me do it this way. Okay, what, what are we talking about? Since 2019, I've been covering this. In fact, I did a workshop on this topic in 2019. And shout out to the agents who came, attended at that time. We were doing educational workshops to support our then real estate nonprofit organization called Real Estate 100 Youth Foundation, where the portion of the proceeds to our trainings, our classes, our workshops, our book sales were going toward our nonprofit organization. And we spun off. We did something different, dissolved the nonprofit, a lot to manage a nonprofit organization. So I definitely have good intention, but with my plate being full, I've had to revisit how best to do it, right? How best to do what I like to do. And so we spun it and we decided that we're going to collaborate with nonprofit agencies, organizations, and we'll just come on as an independent contractor and bring our workshops and provide our education, uh, educational uh, workshops, interactive, live and direct. And I've had a tremendous amount of fun and it fulfills my soul. It just gives me so much added purpose. You have more than one purpose. Don't get hung up and thinking, I'm in my purpose, I'm in my purpose. Listen, you've got many purposes, multiple purpose. You've got relationships with all kinds of people in your life. So don't get hung up on, I'm in my purpose. This is what I'm meant to do. If you are a human being who is a human doing, you will be always on the evolving part. At least we should. If you don't evolve, then that means you've got no more speaking parts. And uh, that means you're not with us anymore, right? No more speaking parts is a quote. I'm quoting my colleague and friend and former partner, uh, business partner, Hugh Williams. Shout out to Hugh Williams, doing good things, doing great things, doing great things. And one of the things that I set out to do from then was to make sure by way of the show, we keep you up to date. Uh, Speaking of that, let me do the headlines here. Okay, cool, cool. For today's show. 
And so 2019, I'll try to do a quick recap here. 2019, 2019, there are a group of sellers that said, hey, it's unfair. Uh, girl, it's unfair that we have to pay for the buyer's agent's commission. Let them pay for it. They hired that professional to represent them. Why do I, we as sellers, have to pay for them? And not only that, we don't have a say, right? Because that gets all negotiated, pre-negotiated with the listing agent. I'm going to give you some real estate terms here. This is a real estate show. The listing agent represents the seller. The buyer's agent, known as the selling agent, represents the buyer. Very confusing terms. So confusing that now, what, hundreds of years later, uh, the multiple listing service has now decided to rename those positions when we're uploading our listings in terms of just, you know, uh, a listing agent or seller's agent and buyer's agent. Your listing and selling agent, that's too confusing, too confusing. And it has been when I've noticed that I was doing those workshops and classes for not only ages, but also our young youth students are like, huh, what? And I'm like, believe it or not, you're going to be tested on this on the exam. If you do take a real estate licensee, salesperson or broker exam in your respective state, that's the terms. All right. So 2019, it looks like this thing caught wind and Department of Justice got involved and they're like, hmm, hmm, kind of peeking around in there. Let me see. <laughs> Let me see what's going on here. Looks like uh, there's some conspiring happening. Collusion. Oh, those are the words, right? Collusion. Conspiring. This is in violation of the antitrust laws. And it got enough steam that last year, now fast forward from 2019 to about, I want to say September, October 2022, this thing got certified as a class action lawsuit, meaning there were enough sellers to come forth in those states that said, you know what? I think I've been wronged. I think I've been wronged by Keller Williams, by Remax, by Berkshire, Century 21, Sotheby's, ERA, all the big companies. I call them the big five. And if you do enough research, you'll find they're like the big five that own all the other franchises, right? So, you know, KW being one big name, Remax being one big name, that's number two. You got uh, Better Homes, that's Berkshire, or Home Services of America, that's Berkshire, that's your number three. Oh, let me do this hand. That's three. Then you have Anywhere, that formerly used to be known as Realogy, who owned all the other franchises, like the Century 21 Sotheby's like package under there, right, four. And then you have the National Association of Realtors, five, who owns and operates the MLS systems via their chapters across the country. That's the industry. That's the industry. I'm a little independent here. Now, and even when I was, I think when I, at my second brokerage, I was with a Keller Williams out in Marina Del Rey. And then I transitioned because I wanted more of a boutique firm, wanted the feel of, you know, just community home. And so I went with a black owned independent brokerage in my local area. And I was there for many years, over a decade. Then I spun off and created my own company. Believe it or not, I started a business in the pandemic. <laughs> Go figure. All right. And so we've been staying on top of this, which is why I cannot stress enough that if you are a salesperson in this business right now, definitely should be having these conversations with your broker. Not if, unless you're part of my team, we're having these discussions. But if you're not part of my team, go have these discussions with your broker, your in house counsel your E&O uh, insurance company, because guess what has happened? Let's give some figures. Now, anywhere who now own, who owns uh, all the you know other franchises, anywhere is the uh, parent company of the other real estate franchises. And Remax bowed out. They settled. 
before this thing went to trial. They settled in September 2023, and their numbers were between like 80 million and 50 million, says we're not admitting any wrongdoing. So let's be clear of that. They're saying we're not admitting any wrongdoing, but we're going to go ahead and settle this, make this go away, be done with this. Now let's get back to the day-to-day of business. And since then, they said, we are going to change how we operate our real estate business practices. And one of those changes have been not requiring their agents to be members of the National Association of Realtors. This is a trade association, not the governing body of the real estate industry. Very, very confusing for people. And that's, I think that's the power of of trade, right? That's the power of a trade association is that you have such a branding and a big name for many years that people would just go, oh, you're the go-to, you're the answer. I mean, that's that's the kind of branding you want for your business. (laughs) When people think real estate, they think Realtor, right? When people think real estate, they think NAR or whatever the Realtor Association is in those respective states. Now that is branding, but they are not the governing body. You don't go through NAR or if you're in California, CAR, California Association of Realtors, you don't go through them to go sit for a state exam. That's not how that works. I also, as I'm I'm talking about state exam, I do want to say shout out to the Multicultural, Multicultural Real Estate Alliance, spearheaded by one of our local a veteran. She's founded by local veteran real estate professionals during the um, uh, riots. And it was an organization that set out to bring the community and real estate professionals together because there were so many burned down properties. There were just so many people that lost in the community. In fact, uh, I, I think I am giving it a disservice by giving you a brief summary. So I will actually reach out to one of the uh, founders and presidents and former presidents to be a guest on the show to talk about their organization. That's going to be fun, especially in light of homeownership advocacy, because that's what they're doing. And that's what NAR says they champion, homeownership advocacy. But when you look at the history, right, there's not there's not really good history when we talk about advocacy and fair housing and uh, social equities, because now the, oh, I brought up Multicultural Real Estate Alliance because they hosted uh, that the California DRE, the Department of Real Estate Commissioner, be a guest, be a guest speaker this past week. And that's the first time they came out to speak to an organization. And that's huge. I asked a question and stay tuned for what this question was. Uh, stay tuned for what this question was as I get as I continue to get into the meat of this lawsuit. So here we are, fast forward 2023. I want to make sure that I'm covering all my bases here. And here you have, let me do it this way. Here you have, make that bigger. Here you have that a Kansas, right, a Kansas City jury has found the National Association of Realtors Home Services of America, better known as like your Berkshire and Keller Williams, know those, uh, know, know that company, guilty of colluding to inflate or maintain high commission rates through National Association of Realtors clear cooperation rule in the Sitzer Burnett Buyer Broker Commission lawsuit. You won't forget that name. I mean, wow, wow. Uh, we are talking about here. I'm going to. You won't forget that name if you're in this industry. And this is what we're talking about. Guilty. Found guilty. Verdicts found him guilty. Uh, so today, this, this was announced yesterday, October 31st. So I've still got to keep up with what the final judgment will be. But let's talk about it. It says here, and again, I'm quoting Housing Wire. Housing Wire's post, it says the defendants have been ordered to pay damages of $1.78 billion with a B, billion with a B, $1.78 billion. Trouble damages could result in the NAR and brokerages paying roughly about $5.36 billion. And it also opens the door to additional potential copycat lawsuits being filed in other states. 
here is where I want to focus. Here's where I want to focus our attention. Billions of dollars. Definitely NAR, NAR, National Association of Realtors. If you are a realtor member, you've received their announcement as of recently yesterday when the uh, jury came in with their decision to find them guilty of collusion in terms of inflating those prices and commissions. And if you're, if you're just tuning in, like I've been talking about this and I, you can, you've got to keep this in context. I don't want you running out here saying that, you know, that we're price fixing and all this other stuff. Keep it in context. What has happened is, is that typically uh, what has happened, this is, this is my opinion. It's not what's happening here. This is my opinion. With the advent of technology, with the advent of technology, and I think NAR has done a great job in providing education, advocacy, and training, so much so that over time they saw the need for buyer agency advocacy and created an entire designation, an entire curriculum and training where agents can be a buyer's agent specialist. Now, back in the day, let's go back to where this business model stems from, where a seller's agent will split their fee with a sub-agent. That sub-agent was a sub-agent of that seller, meaning you went and found a ready, willing, and able buyer. You went and found a ready, willing, and able buyer and the seller's agent would pay you part of their commission. That was the business model. However, with the advent of technology, the increase of licensees, this is um, a very complex. I know people like to say it's not complicated, but there's some ebb and flows, highs and lows, and does require level of expertise. I certainly, if you are not familiar with how to negotiate, understand contract or contract law, I'm not saying that you know, real estate agents do, but they are required to have a minimum level of competency, which is why they're regulated by the state to negotiate the selling and the buying of real estate. They have a minimum level of competency. Going forward, this advocacy of buyer's agency has grown in the 1980s, in fact, is when we saw this need and this true growth of buyer agency representation. Prior to that, buyer's agents were no, they were, it's not a thing. In fact, today, 2023, the United States is still one of few countries that has a buyer agent representation. The UK does not. Australia does not. They don't have buyer agency. They don't deal with this. There's none of this. There's none of this happening. But our business model evolved in terms of representation, but the commission structure did not follow. It remained the same. And I'm okay with this. There's time for change. It is time for change. Some of you feel like you can do this. You can do this. You're like, oh, how many of you said, you know, well, I found the house, right? And I pose it to my industry colleagues and I say, if people don't understand the value of the realtor or the real estate professional, it's because you have lacked in presenting that value. You lacked in demonstrating that value because people think all we do is look online, open doors and drive around. Click a button, click, 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 click. There's a lot more involved because I kid you not, how many of you still have called your agent after you closed your home purchase. How many of you come across a real estate situation scenario that you've called a professional, an agent? Hey, I can't afford my house. What do I do? What does it mean to refinance my loan? Right? There's tons of questions. Hey, I decided I want to move out and rent my property. Value is here, right? So it's a little bit more involved. But our commission model has not changed. And I'll share with you the question that I asked the Department of Real Estate Commissioner. Uh, in fact, uh, let, me, let me clarify that. It was the assistant 
the assistant DRE commissioner. And that was his area. And the question I asked was, currently mortgage brokers are allowed, there's a form online in our set of forms with the Department of Real Estate that mortgage brokers, that means who does loans, can charge an advance fee. They've got to submit that to the DRE for approval and spell out what exactly, uh, what services will they be charging in connection with those advance fees that they are charging to the borrower, consumer. They want to see what materials are you using for approval. And so I asked. You know, California is one of few states that does not have a real estate consultancy business model. Other states allow agents, real estate professionals, to charge and offer services a la carte. You may not need me to help you buy a house, but you may need me to guide you through inspections. You may need me to maybe run a comparable sales market analysis for you. You want to see what your home is worth. Again, you think I click buttons. We don't click buttons. It takes time. It takes time to prepare comp analysis. Knowing how to comp them between how much square footage. There's like trainings and classes we take and pay for to learn how to properly do that. True, it's only an opinion of value, but it gets you closer to knowing how much your home is worth. And that's what this, that's what is at the base of this lawsuit. It is now argued that if the seller or the seller's agent no longer is required, which is where we are now, they're no longer required to offer compensation to the buyer's agent, then it is argued that there will be less considerations from potential or prospective buyers because of the marketing efforts will be reduced. Because this is what we're talking about. He who has the marketing dollars gets their property out there. You see all these commercials from you know, Verizon, T-Mobile, think about your latest car, your favorite purse, perfume, it's marketing dollars. They're pushing to advertise and jump in front of you. If it weren't for my show, you wouldn't know that I own a real estate brokerage, Devenio States. If it weren't for my show or my marketing, right? My marketing dollars gets me as far as my marketing dollars gets me. If you've got a bigger marketing budget, you get in front of more people. This is why writing books, podcasts, social media, workshops, networking events, sponsorships of events. This is all what we do with our marketing dollars to stay in business. We're talking about changing that. That's what's likely to change here. Now, if you are a buyer, a consumer buyer, now I want you to think about in this perspective. If you are no longer, right, the seller says, I don't feel like it's fair that I have to pay for their representation. Let them pay for their own. That means currently a buyer, let's break it down. Let's break it down, people. Break it down. Mm -hmm. Currently a buyer, buyer's cost to purchase. A buyer's cost to purchase looks like this. And of course, it looks like one. We're going to say for down payment. I like to use numbers and examples. So what do you guys want to do? Let's do a $400,000 house. If you do a FHA insured loan on a, let, let's do example. This is your first cost. Out of pocket is your down payment. Three and a half percent. If you do one of the other great programs, depending on your FICO, you can do as low as 3%. And you can, if you are a veteran, or can tap into veteran uh, benefits like a spouse or so forth or a child, three, then you do 0% down on a VA loan. So if I do three, three and a half percent down on a $400,000 house, what does that look like, my friends? So my down payment becomes doo, 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 price. Got this cool little calculator, my real estate calculator, 400,000. 
see, I put 3.5 and then I click it right here. It says down payment, literally down payment. See that right there? Down payment. Excuse the flash. All right. So three, three and a half percent, $14,000 on a $400,000 house. That's what you need. Okay. That's your first cost. We're talking about how this, this lawsuit will potentially affect the dollar of what a buyer has to come to the table with. So we have $400,000 down payment. Cost number one, out-of-pocket down payment. Two, closing costs. No one ever really talks about closing costs, but we do on this show because we know what's involved. Lisa's not going to lie to you. So factor in, let's go on an FHA loan, right? FHA insured loan, let's go 3%. Usually 2 to 3%, depending on the type of loan. So let's go 3% on FHA loan. Right? That includes loan origination, appraisal, that includes uh, reserves, property taxes, insurance. You've got all the cost of the loan embedded, uh, underwriting, or when I say loan origination, that's a fee to your loan officer or lender. Okay, so when you when you factor in that dollar and you convert it to a percentage, it could come up to about 3%. So we're talking about on a $400,000 uh, purchase price. So we go, boom, right? We're looking at $12,000, right? <clears throat> roughly, roughly. And I, and I may be off. I, I may be off. Why? Because it's, it's calculated on the loan. So we're on cost number two. So first cost was $14,000. Your second cost was 12,000. How much are you in? Right, 26. So far, so far, so good. So far, you've got to put in, and I'm not even discussing negotiating closing cost credits because we're in that market right now. Favorably, sellers are willing to help with closing costs depending on your offer, price point, and location, okay? They are willing to pay some of that $12,000, this, this amount right here. They're willing to pay some of this for you. But if they don't, you still have to be prepared to bring this to the table. So we've got how much? $26,000. You got $26,000 and you're approved for $400,000. You're in a good situation. You can buy a house so far, right? Assuming you qualify credit income or have some type of, you know, stream of income, whether it's an annuity, if you're retired, your pension, Social Security, uh, uh, you, you work a nine to five, you're employed or you're self-employed and you have that proof of income tax returns or no tax returns, different loan pro programs. That's why I said get with the mortgage professional to discuss this. I do realize today I'm taking quite some time to un unpack this for you because it's that important. Why? Because I'm time stamping this episode for years to come when we will say, gosh, remember when, remember when you didn't have to pay for the buyer's agent's fee? Remember when? Yeah, that was back then. Things are changed for the millennial and the Gen Z generation. Not having to, uh, not having a concept of paying or not paying for buyer's agent's fee is not going to be in their, uh, in their experience because times are changing. Remax and Anywhere's proposal settlement will be finalized uh, by the judge in 2024. In fact, January 4th, 2024. So stay tuned for that. Now we have this judgment here uh, and a pending judgment that the court still has to give final judgment about not only did, were they awarded you know, damages and found guilty against NAR and the brokerages, but also there's other rules in there. So this is where I'm getting to. Part of that rule is what they're saying is they may, it's already changed in fact, we're not even waiting for this because the MLS and the NAR, They've already said, hey, we're no longer requiring you guys to offer compensation to the buyer's agent. You all can now negotiate that. It's not, we're no longer 
uh, and, and I will say this, this is from experience. I just closed a deal where this has happened. I represented my seller as a past client, repeat seller, uh, property was off market. The broker, this is how it, this, how, this is kind of the spin on this. Uh, an, the buyer was a broker. He wanted to buy this property. My seller says, I feel more comfortable if I have my own agent. Um, buyer says, that's fine. No problem. I talked to my client. I said, here's my fee. I'm happy to negotiate and uh, help you through this. This is my fee. I charged a flat fee for that particular transaction. No marketing ball off market. Strictly negotiation is transactional overseeing the transaction, getting us from start to finish and making sure that we're dotting the, the line, you know, dotting all I's and crossing all T's on the contract terms. The buyer who was a broker could not perform on that purchase. So he went and found another buyer. And what he did was he negotiated his fee with that buyer. Why? Because we already were clear that my seller was not paying his fee was not giving him anything other than the transaction to sell the property to him at a agreed amount, dollar amount. The broker finds another buyer. He negotiates his fee with that buyer. And when I try to upload or enter this information, the MLS, and try to indicate that I paid nothing to the buyer's agent, I could not. I, I could not. In fact, it wouldn't let me put zero. I could not put zero dollars, which then goes back to the base of this lawsuit. I'm forced to have to split my commission. And so when I did write up the con commission, I said, I am going to pay the buyer's agent $1. Because this was already agreed upon that my seller was paying me. I wasn't paying him or a buyer's agent. It was already agreed upon. The contract terms were, okay, if I have to pay something, pay a dollar. But the way we negotiated the deal was buyers paying the buyer's agent, sellers paying the seller's agent. And I had to put a disclaimer in the MLS and said that the buyer paid the buyer's agent fee. We did not. This is the base of the lawsuit. Now, here we are. Your buyer, your total on a $400,000 purchase price is 26,000 that's inclusive of your down payment and your closing costs now you go out and you look for a buyer's agent to help you that buyer agent conversation is going to go differently today it's now going to sound like here is my fee here is what i charge for my services and this is what my services are this is what my value add entails. And now you as a buyer and the buyer's agent have the option to negotiate. And there will be a contract involved. We already use one for buyer agency representation. If you were not doing it prior, you should be doing it now. Again, have a conversation with your broker and in-house counsel about what that means. I see more trainings are popping up right now about how to properly negotiate your commission as a buyer's agent. This is now the new day conversation. This is why it's important that you are paying attention to what, what this verdict means. Because if I say to you, for my level of expertise, I charge 3%, 3% of the purchase price. That means my dollar amount fee, once this is said and done, is $12,000. I may give you some options, but that's discretionary. That's up for negotiation. So not only did you bring $26,000, but you will be on the hook, if you agree to it, to pay your buyer's agent their fee. This certainly changes the dynamic of home ownership affordability. Why? Because we know LMI groups, low to median income buyers, underrepresented and underserved, have minimal down payments saved. Barely have closing costs saved. 
Now you expect them to have the money to pay for their representation. This can and will get ugly. I'm going to leave us here on that thought. I'd love for you to marinate on this. Send me an email. Text me. I want to hear. <laughs> this can get ugly for those who don't have the money. I mentioned it on the past show. Think public defender. You get what you pay for. You get what you pay for. Teams might be more important, real estate teams, right? Because if I charge 3% based on my level of expertise, experience, and how complex the deal is, you may say, Lisa, I don't really need your level. Do you have someone else I can work with that charges less? And I'll say, yes, I've got one of our newer agents. And there, you can negotiate their fee. I'm not going to say or speak on their fee because their fee is their fee. And I may say, yes, you're, yes, absolutely. We've got someone else on our team that handles, you know, a regular condo purchase. They just specialize in condo purchases. We negotiate or we handle, you know, investments or flips or probate sales, right? Probates can be complex. Dealing with foreclosures are complex. Short sales are complex. But if you want something standard, nice, easy, oh, I miss those. I miss the easy ones. <laughs> I miss the easy deals. It's always nice to have a nice, smooth, easy deal. But then you have deals that involve concurrent closings, right? Complex, more added value here. And it's discretionary to that agent and that broker what their fee is. Their fee may be based on existing relationship, past clients. Are you been referred by another past client? All that is going to matter. But what I want us to pay attention to is how this verdict is potentially going to affect ultimately what properties are going to be sold for. Will we be, will we really know how much a property is worth now if the marketing efforts don't get to everyone and only select few? Your pool of buyer shrinks as a result of maybe a, a trickle-down effect. The idea was this was supposed to help and save costs for buyers and sellers. But I think that the industry is going to fall into some normalcy patterns. Again, the key term here is sellers are no longer required and listing agents are no longer required to offer compensation they can offer compensation. And what we may see is that there will be more incentives in that compensation to bring your buyer to us. And then think about it this way. If you're a buyer who's paying your agent what you can afford and there's a competing, we have a form called possible representation of multiple sellers and multiple buyers, that's a disclaimer, it's a required disclosure that I may also represent another buyer for this property. This buyer may be able to pay me more because what I negotiate with you is going to be made different with what I negotiate with someone else. Why? Because commissions are negotiable. Back to my question, I'm going to wrap up here. My question for the assistant DRE commissioner. We are one of few states that don't offer real estate consultancy and allows us to charge our clients for the services we offer. We work on a contingency fee, meaning we only get paid if the property sells. That's not a sustainable way of living for the real estate professional. It isn't. This is why when you look, there's so many licensees and only 17 to 20% are doing all the business. I say most of the business. You have a couple licensees to close one or two transactions for the year. If you close six transactions for the year, believe it or not, you're actually going to be in the top 20%. Six deals a year, top 20%. It's difficult to sustain yourself in this business. And it's because it's based on a contingency fee. But what if you could charge your clients for the services that you offer? how many hours you put in for the things that you're doing and value and expertise, right? 
It's not how long it takes me to do it, but it's because I know how to do it. That allows it to be a lot easier for you to get the resolution that you need. And his response was, it is currently in California against the law to charge your buyer, right? To charge an advance fee. And I said, what needs to happen to change this? Because there are not enough staff, I think, with an expertise level as real estate professionals at the Department of Consumer and Business Affairs to handle the volume that we as real estate professionals manage on a day-to-day. -day. I get called on a day-to-day -day regularly, all day, for real estate matters. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can call the Consumer Affairs Office and they can help you. But do you know to call them? No, a lot of people don't. You call the licensee who's been regulated and determined by the state of California that you are competent and qualified to provide a level of knowledge to assist a consumer in real estate. And I'll leave you here with this. The key here is that legislation has to change the current law. The law has to change regarding advance fee. I imagine real estate attorneys right now are jumping for joy. Why? Because they can charge you a retainer and they can assist you with the selling and buying of property. They've been on the sidelines for a long time, watching, waiting, and now this is a prime and optimum opportunity. While I am making my way into the legal industry, right? I've shared I'm in law school. I've got an exam coming on Friday. In the near future, I'll be able to charge a retainer and still be able to sustain my way of living in this profession and be paid for value add, expertise, and knowledge for these services. But what happens to our real estate agent and real estate broker that is not going to law school? How do they sustain their way of living? Now that we have yet to see. All right, you all have been fantastic. I'd love to hear what you thought about this episode. This one is going to be one for the books in 2023. Uh, because there's there's a cha change is coming. Change is here. And the question is, are you ready for it? You better be. Keep listening to Ready, Say Real Estate. That's a great, great segue to exit out. All right, you guys have a powerful, productive week. We'll see you next week on another information-packed episode on Ready, Set, Real Estate. Take care, you guys. Bye. <laughs> Mom says, go, girl. Absolutely. Love you. Love you. All right, guys, take care, take care, take care. It's been great. Thank you for listening to the Ready, Set, Real Estate podcast with Lisa Gillette, the LA Super Agent. Please like, subscribe, and share LA Super Agent everywhere on your favorite podcast.